Can a marriage survive infidelity? We dig deep to explore this thorny question. Join me, Jean-Claude Chalmet, and founder of The Place Retreats and a featured columnist for The Times, with Amy Cooper and Louise Daniels, on The Place Retreats podcast. Search Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite Android app. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Welcome back to your next episode, the podcast delving into the myriad of midlife issues. And this week we're with Emma Campbell, known as Limitless M on Instagram in her home in London. I'm Louise. And I'm Amy. And yes, we are with Emma in her kitchen with her gorgeous dog, Lola. Um, And Emma is a writer, speaker, a mum of four and a cancer patient. Is that okay for me to describe Absolutely. you like that? Absolutely, it's true. I am it, a cancer patient. It's, it's factual, which it's is... factual, what which is good. Al- Let's stick to the facts. Yeah, exactly. So your memoir, All That Followed, A Story of Cancer, Kids and the Fear of Leaving Too Soon, was published in August 2018. Rave reviews and, you know, highly regarded. It's an honest, funny, moving account of not just cancer, but of being a mother, secondary infertility, having triplets, friendships, love and more yeah. and I, I read that like it's written down <laughs> and that's because it is but funnily enough a friend of mine said to me uh, literally last night oh I've got her book oh, wow. I'll bring it over oh that's nice you know at like I'll bring it over tomorrow yeah. morning I'm yeah. like I'm not going to be able to consume that before I go and meet Emma. <laughs> I'll give but... you one. I've got a few spare ones lying around as well. <laughs> oh, well, uh, yeah. I mean, it's lovely to meet you. Hello. Thank you. Really, really lovely to meet you too. We were saying before, weren't we, how like with this weird online world that we all live in now, it's kind of like you feel like you know so much about somebody. So true. And we do. We know, we know intimate details about each other's lives, yeah. don't we? Depending on how much we're willing to share. But I think with... Um, Dave and I in particular, we're very sort of, um, there's not much that we hold back. But I've, I've found that a really positive thing. It's been very comforting. It's felt very supportive, very mutual. And yeah, I'm hooked. Social media does get a bad rap, yeah. doesn't it? And, yeah. and, and I guess there are some, you know, it's funny because we were talking about how people get these huge followings, but they've had no media training. No. And all of a sudden this becomes a beast that you... Can't Absolutely. And I, and I, yeah, I often think, I don't know how I would cope. I've been lucky that I've never had any horrible messages or or kind of trolling or whatever not that I would you know but I'm I don't know how I don't think I'd be able to cope I'm very thin skinned Mm. so I kind of it's lovely for me because I'm just follow lovely accounts I've got lovely people that I chat to you know you know all those lovely messages that come in and just that engagement um for me has just been nothing but positive 
I guess maybe the other thing, I mean, we're, how, how old are you, sorry? 48. 48. So do you think that if you've been doing this when you were 20? I don't know, because if we'd been doing it at 20, we wouldn't know. Like my daughter has just kind of, the triplets are, are 10 and they've just started sort of embarking on the whole TikTok thing, which I'm trying to keep an eye on, but I don't really know what it is. Mm. And But already I can see that she's she's pretty hooked, you yeah. know, and the little expressions are emerging and the stance and the hands yeah. on the hips. And she actually, I saw her in the mirror the other day fiddling around with her lips and it was like oh my god oh my god no you know yeah she had all mum you know and it's like no Ella so I don't know but maybe at that that generation they they really don't know any other way of of living and sort of communicating whereas for us for me it's been a very very recent discovery so I feel like I've just been able to take had enough of another life life yeah a a real life so you're known on Instagram we should obviously all the show notes will be in there as Limitless M so where did that name come from? Just recently I mean the Limitless M thing it's not that I think I'm so limitless it's kind of an amazing and but it's more that I think a I think we're all I'm a real passionate believer in all of us having limitless potential Mm. and it's almost like a daily reminder it's an affirmation for me yeah yeah you know, through, especially through the dark times that, that, mm. that I've encountered of having to hold on to, but I have to believe, I have to believe I can come through and overcome. And it was initially came from, right, this is my reminder to me. I'm, I can do this. Yeah. I can get through this. And actually it does feel right. And, it, you know, and then you can think, and that's been the interesting, I'm going off on a tangent now. That's been the interesting we thing. We love a tangent. That's yeah. Right. So, <laughs> first big tangent coming up. So I've, talked recently over the last couple of weeks about coming off antidepressants mm. and part of that decision was partly Dave came off seemingly very easily and he just, and I thought oh okay well he came off here so I thought well I yeah actually I've been on them for three four years maybe I'm feeling good I'm in a good place I think it's time but also and then as you might I've, I've crashed I've had a few mm. wobbles over the last few weeks it has been harder than I thought it would be but I found myself in my low moments over the last couple of weeks sort of I'm not, maybe I'm just a fraud. I'm a fraud. I'm a fake. I'm not this positive person that I've kind of created, created because it's felt very genuine. The kind Mm. of, I can do this. I can overcome cancer. And then when you do hit a bit of a wall for maybe it's a chemical shift and a recalibration, actually it's made me feel a little bit like, God, I'm, I'm, yeah. Am I limitless? You know? And, uh, And then if I went back on, say I said, say I did a story of like, right, actually, I've decided I'm going to go back on. I'm not ready. Would I then? This is all my internal yes. voice. Yeah. yeah, that horrible gremlin saying, "Well, actually, you're a, you're not you're not really who you say you are." So it's a funny. It's a good name, and I feel very comfortable with it. And I believe in that the power of that word. But at the I moment, think it's like a positive affirmation. Yeah. I like that. You know, because it is posi- subconsciously every yeah. time you you know log on social media, or whatever you're. You're reminded. being told. Well, it's like when they say a positive, a positive thing. Absolutely, you know? and it's like when they say actually choose a positive affirmation or a positive word for a pass password mm. on your bank account yeah. or on your computer home screen because then you're typing that, mm. you know. And I've I have you know like abundance, you know, yeah. I'm abundant, and you're writing that ten times a day as you're logging. It might sound mad. No, and no, it just, go, I'm just imagining it, that my banking online would be you're fucking useless. Yeah, I know. You're like, oh my you're God. spreading yourself too thin. You're spinning too many plates. Sort yourself out. But do you know what I mean? It is. Yeah. I think words are incredibly powerful. It is. And, uh, you know, I was saying to you earlier that I yeah. teach hypnobirthing, and you know, um, getting people to understand is um, how hypnobirthing works. And the major part of it is 
that you are your subconscious doesn't know the difference between yes. what's real and what's imagined yes. I, and yeah. so if you are drip feeding something to your subconscious mm. every day and it might be through listening to a hypnosis track or through a positive affirmation repeat Definitely. repetitively then your subconscious accepts that as reality completely and of course it has and it's so beneficial and, and we talked about it just now didn't mm. we about the, the terminology around mm. cancer and me choosing not to even though on paper I'm in a certain category me choosing not to bandy those words around because it doesn't help like you know might some people might say well it's denial but I choose to see it as I don't feel like that person today I don't I, or mm. I don't feel like what that medical report might say I, I'm not going to you know no. whether it's an in, incurable or that yeah the whole like I said she's stage four secondary doesn't mean I'm not on paper but I don't want to live my life like that and no. have that identity that label that label you know that's, is that's so a very important. personal thing yeah. for me I noticed that you were uh, on your on your blog and on your um on your website there was something about a writing course so was that your background before no, Emma no not well kind of no I I've always written kind of I spent like, my 20s waitressing and tempting okay. and acting incredibly unsuccessfully in, you know, fringe theatre and stuff oh, like that. And then I my, hear that, yeah, oh my God. preaching um, to the choir. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, doing a Shakespeare, three-hour Shakespeare play to three, an audience of three. One of them's yeah, eating a hamburger, the other yeah. one's on the phone to the grandma. Yeah, yeah, I know, exactly. I've been there. <laughs> um, and then my 30s, I had, you know, my Jake when I was, my son when I was 31. And then my 30s were kind of gobbled up with quite a lot of, off the scenes drama it feels like the yeah. secondary infertility kind of you know unfortunate relationship ups and downs um so a lot of my energy was felt very taken with life um and that's why this is I was so excited about talking to the both of you because I think this time of my life despite everything that I've gone through is by far the happiest and the strongest it's your renaissance oh my isn't god it? I mean my you know mm. I I struggled desperately in my 30s with a, and I, you know, then you think, I don't know if it was low level depression or whether it was just life circumstances, baby longing, dra like I said, drama at home, but a real, and an absolute permanent feeling of, you know, so much I want to do. There's so much I think I can do, mm. but I don't know where to begin. And, you know, very little confidence. And it's only, you know, in recent years that I feel like I'm kind of, the cage door is open. Yeah, you're almost. coming up for air. Yeah, yeah, I do think about like, all the women out there. Yeah, and men as well. And you sort of like all that talent and potential know, under the under the under the hood, and and it just yeah, I guess. And it, but it's a funny thing because it's like I feel going back to the name and those the power of words. It's like I feels I could sit. You know, I've only met you today properly, but I could sit. You can do it. You can yeah. do it. I, we believe it so clearly for each for each other, don't we? There's yeah. nothing you can't do and it's just about and and it can all sound very cliched as well and people if they're not in the right zone can say well, it's all very well for you to say you could you know we've all got our challenges but I I just passionately believe and want to share that mm. belief that fundamentally there we can come through most yeah. things and we can find a way of flourishing again even if our life is altered in a in a way that we never would have chosen mm. that we can't we can't turn back the time but you can find a way of living with whatever it is and mm. living your best possible life mm. you know big cliches no you're you're a testament um, to that but Emma. I feel that so strongly and it's and I think that the negatives of that are that I'm a bit kind of a bit kind of I've got such a feeling of urgency about living the best life I can and that isn't and when I say that to people they think oh yeah because you know what if time runs out kind of it's nothing to do with a prognosis or a what the likelihood is of me being here in five or 10 years time. It's just that 
you just want to get on with it. Yeah, right yes. now I'm okay. Right now, today I'm okay. Yeah. So all those years, all those decades of kind of floundering and it's like, no, now, 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 you know, now's But my... I do hear that a lot from people. You know. and I, so I'm 50. Yeah. Um, and, and I think, yeah, there's that, I mean, I, I know you've had illness and you know, all mm. sorts of other things going on as well. And Amy, you've still got quite young children, but there is that, like you said, about yeah. suddenly getting your head out of the, yeah. lifting above your head above the par- parapet or the cage or whatever yeah. it is. Well, it's know. all a process, isn't it? Because you go through that time where you're kind of like, you, you know, you smell a newborn baby's head when yeah. you're about my age and your kids, your youngest one is five and you're thinking, ooh. Yeah. And, then, and then, but you have to, you have to sort of, grieve though that, yeah. that, that that is over that yeah. part when it's over obviously you yeah. know like and and then there's that it's it's a process of then transitioning out of that and saying I'm ready to embrace that next bit yes. of my life yeah. now unashamedly yeah with you know uh, I feel like I'll be a much better mum I feel like I'm I, I you know I have days where I just you know I struggle a lot with mother guilt and mm. feeling like I'm never quite getting it right it's a big thing for me but I feel like I'm almost breathing it I'm exhaling as time goes by with with the kids because a we're all here and we're all alive mm. and we've got through so much. But also, I just think I'll be a better mum as the, as the demand, the physical demands lessen and yeah. the kind of absolute kind of you know eight <laughs> eight hands and yes. you yeah. know sort of at me and um, I soon they'll yeah. be at uni and saying I know, but then I'll be. A sobbing wreck in the corner yeah you know, and we'll but... be here for you babes I know, I know, I know. <laughs> but it's that using that voice that you would use to your friend you, you, so if your friend was going through that you'd say oh god don't be you, I like know, like i know it's a hard it, one the mum girl is it really is isn't i think it? it's very 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 deep with me and i haven't sort of said this on a on a podcast but i think it's i, I kind of know where it, it comes from an an unbelievable longing for a second baby yeah that mm. consumed my life my partner at the bed dad's life to a detrimental degree mm-hmm. you know had an enormous impact on I, I don't use men, my mental state mm-hmm. our relationship my parenting towards my eldest son my lack of focus my presence and then to, to get the, have to then find yourself having the miracle of three babies who are healthy who are strong who are here and it's like what a mind-blowing yeah your prayers were literally answered literally I mean I've always known I was quite a powerful manifester but I think honestly the longing I put out there and the desire for years you know praying for another baby and then you know getting three is just the most incredible thing but the guilt I feel that I've I found it very hard and because of them with the illness it's almost like it wasn't they came they came along they're here and then everything fell apart and Mm. it's not that it's not their fault no but they almost lost me. I have struggled, you know. I, you know, I struggle with 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 it all. It doesn't come easily in lots of ways, and so it's. I'm waffling. I'm not being clear, but you no, know, just no. that feeling of. I know that's where that's a fundamental mm-hmm. layer of my of my guilt and feeling like I, I wanted them so much. I I got them, and then life fell apart, and I've spent the last decade trying to rebuild it with lots of pit you know potholes in the, in the, mid- the, pot yeah. in the middle have you had counseling emma yeah so so this sound- like no no good because yeah, if you need to said no i'd have said like yeah i we need to get you it's a couch and just get you people in here and just and i know you and seem I- so like um i just it's 
taking that thread of stuff and back to its origins and you've just broken it down there so and eloquently. I know that's the fun because Dave and I Dave and I will often talk about it because I do I, I type as a mum it's like I you know I struggle very hard to be consistent I struggle very hard with boundaries I just want them to feel loved and safe and then I'll kind of but then as a result the behavior you know I'll mm. just be so such a boundaryless. Oh, I know yeah. I know I know and I know. also you know when you talk about what you said about that getting through that because I look back on when my children were babies and toddlers and it being really physically hard yeah, work yeah. and finding and probably and I think oh I probably didn't do enough of the things I should have done you know and I feel guilty mm. um but then now you know three of our kids are in their sort of 20s and, and there's just one left at home but the older ones now will phone me when they're upset when they've got a problem they will phone mm. and and I think and that's that's where I'm sort of coming into my own a I bit know. more and surely that's far more useful than just being great at doing jigsaw puzzles I and know. messy play I know. I which think, I wasn't I think, prob- <laughs> I think you're right and I think that for me the, the ongoing thing is how present have I been over the last 10 years mm. because you know when they were born there were there was a lot of drama and then I got ill and then it was the exhaust the exhaustion years. I might, I was in remission, but it was just the all-consuming triplet mm. toddler preschool yeah. years. Lots of drama still sort of circulating around, and Jeremy Kyle moments, and kind of you know not <laughs> not great life state. So I don't feel like they've had me in the way that a child or one you know might need. But that's I've got to, I've, I'm working on it. Let's just yeah. say yeah, yeah. no, and, and, and I'm very all... aware of it, and I just know that it's something that colours my view of myself as a parent and oh I don't know we grew up in the we grew up in the 70s 70s, where you got a packet of crisps and and left in the car at the the, the, the the I know yeah I know but that's the other thing as well maybe and the negatives of kind of the world we're in now we see into each other's lives in such detail Mm. and it's like well I'm not doing that I'm not doing that and I haven't you know I haven't been able to take them here there you know after school clubs and and anyway it, yeah, it's, it's a whole co- massive conversation, and I think you're right. It's, it's one of those days when, it, like, you get up in the morning and you think, "Oh shit!" <laughs> like, like I know I'm in that headspace where I'm gonna beat myself up, yeah. and then other days you get up and you think, um, "Well, no, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm the Oxo mum. I'm yeah, kind oh, of oh, Olivia I'm just Walton doing the I'm, best that I can, yeah. and that's okay because yeah. everyone's alive. So, yeah. you know, <laughs> we're good here. You I know. think over the, just about in the last couple of weeks with my, you know, withdrawal of the off the drugs there's been a lot of side eye, side eye sort of but also how's I mum saw... today you know <laughs> I'm stopping over the bolognese it's quite interesting I was saying to Louise in the car that I've been in touch with lots of people in terms of coming and being a guest on our podcast and one yeah. woman actually messaged me and said um, I would love to come and chat to you but if I chat to you about being in my 40s 50s then I'll get onto the subject of menopause and it's been such a shit time and right. I really don't feel like I w- want to talk about that and I didn't obviously want to put you in a position where, but I, I believe that the medication you had sort of yeah, tipped you in. I to... was I was put into a so when you have chemotherapy for certainly as a breast cancer patient, I think the majority of the time your period stops. So ten years ago when I was first diagnosed, I didn't have periods for about a year, and then they kind of so your ovaries are shut down. You know they just shut down as a result of the treatment, and then your oncologist will say, you know I was like yeah thirty eight thirty nine whatever, um, yeah your periods are probably start up again and they did and then five years ago when I had the first recurrence um straight back on chemo and then I started taking I've continued to have a monthly injection 
with the world's biggest needle called uh, Zolodex injection, which which shuts down your ovaries. And so that's the one that overnight <laughs> you go from non-menopausal to that's it. Right. So I haven't had a period since um, for five for five years, and it did. I have I've been really lucky, like hot flushes. I've never really occasional. Mm. I mean, very very minimal experience of hot flushes, night sweats. No, for me that kind of old lady can't get achy. No pain, but that stiffness and kind mm. of like, oh, yeah, yeah. you know. Um, but the main thing for me, which again, probably was what led me finally to to take this antidepressants was the low, very sudden low mood. It really, I could almost, it felt mm. almost overnight a chemical change. And they warned me, you know, this might have, you know, you look at the side effects, you know, sleep depression, whatever. It's a serotonin, isn't it? You know, and, yeah. but it, I remember one sitting in our, bedroom one day and almost kind of was on the phone to my sister literally kind of it was a really chemical you know you just remember certain moments in life you know when I had one the other week when I was in Zanesbury's and I sort of was like rolling against the the aisle crying but it was like it was a real oh my god this is chemical this is chemical and I literally had the first injection you know a few days earlier I'd been on these new tablets letrozole tablets and it was just too much it was so it was, so that's, so minimally, in a way, I feel like I've got out of it quite, come through it quite easily mm. Mm. in terms of ongoing side effects. There, there aren't, you know, but it was an, in, it was a bit of a shock yeah. that it but happened over I such a... in thinking that you wouldn't be able to have um, HRT then? No, because, because well, for me, my yeah. uh, hormone positive cancer, so HRT, yeah. I'd be very careful of anything with an estrogenic... Yeah element to it yeah Yeah. anything it's all about suppressing the estrogen yes yeah so going back to to your cancer treatment I guess uh, I mean the NHS can only do so much and obviously it's a massive focus on the physical recovery um the mental side of it your mental well-being um by far the hardest for me the hardest aspect of all of it and it Mm. you know everyone I know who's gone through cancer it's just it's something that isn't talked about enough. I think we're getting so much better now, but I remember my oncologist saying to me 10 years ago when I was coming to the end of treatment first time round, and I was, I think, you know, or I'd just finished and I was sitting in his office. I don't cry all the time, you know, but I will, you know, it's probably wailing on that on that day as well. And he said, you know, you're going to feel, you're going to feel lost at sea. I always remember that, you know, lost at sea when this all finishes, because you are, you're just kind of, you're cast, you're cast yeah. out with love and a kind of, see, see you in six months, see you in a year and best of luck, you're going to be fine. But essentially your life is, 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 you know, you are a different person. And for me, the anxiety that I suffered with after the first um, diagnosis and recovery was crippling, I would say. Mm. And that's then links back to the parenting, how that affected me as a mom and all of that, everything. And it was a, it was a terribly difficult time. I write a lot about that in my book, really. And I say this, it's that feeling of what a what a tragedy because all of those those four or five years when, when I was in remission first time round, and I thought you know I'd had a primary cancer and it was done you know so technically I was on my way to being cured I might as well not have been because the sort of daily torment that I suffered from yeah. of an obs- kind of real obsessive behavior you know checking prodding ritualistic and um, but not ever voicing any concerns mm. and do you know what again I'm a, third diagnosis I feel like I've only just learned that lesson so all of the stuff on Instagram that you see it's your reminders your weekly reminder to check your boobs I don't even go there because I think I'm it's a miracle that I've got away as 
lightly as I have, you know. Mm. And sexo, when the cancer came back the second time round, I'd been ignoring the symptoms for months. Um, mentally, I feel, like I said a few minutes ago, and I've finally got my, I'm in a much, much healthier place. I think maybe it's partly because that thing of when the worst happens, and mm. I know this is quite a common feeling, you can dread a diagnosis, you can live in a state of anxiety, but when you actually hear those words, actually, really sorry, we ha- there is evidence of a disease again, there is a progression. I know I'm not alone, and it's almost a, in a bizarre way, there's a, there can be a feeling of relief of like, well, I've... You've catastrophized <gasps> so I've much, catastrophized you've anti- it, anticipated to, to, it. Yeah, I'm, I've buried I've got... myself, I'm, my children are motherless. Okay, right, this has happened. Okay, right, what are we gonna do? You go into practical mode and then mm. you, all the support kicks back in, you know, yeah. your, your, your nurses and doctors and the breast care nurse and the kind of... So in a weird way, like when I was diagnosed a year ago, and it was another, well, it wasn't really a shock. I'd spent 14 months ignoring a lump in my other boob. I mean, how, or, you know, I, I'm not saying, I'm not ashamed of myself, but how ridiculous that me of all people did that again. I spent 14, but it's because life was going really well. Yeah. I but didn't. Is that not, I, do you not hear, is that not quite common? I don't, I, I'm surprised at my, someone who's, I can't speak for anyone else, but for someone who's been through it, why did I, why, you know, mm. like, Emma, come on, you know, you know that you've, you know, I'd, I was going to my three monthly face-to-face appointments and not mentioning the boot, the lump and, and not asking what my, my mm. markers were, not wanting to know, secretly sort of having an instinct that maybe they were creeping up and yeah. not asking. But I've got to own, you know, that's, that's something. I think people, I think that, you know, even if there's one person listening to yeah. this now who's like, oh shit. I feel like, that- I, but I feel like, and I said this, I've said this to people over the last year Dave or close friends I finally learned mm. I honestly feel I can and please please haul me up on this if you suspect I'm not carrying it out in the future but I feel like it's taken me a decade but finally I don't think I'll do that again mm. if I have anything you know I'm not, if anything crops up any niggling pain any I any clues I think you'll I've, be I think it. I finally made that shift but yeah. it's taken a decade yeah. and that was pure fear it was it was easier for me, more familiar for me to live in a state of permanent, catastrophic, mm. never being present, never an inj- always thinking what if what if what if is what's this what's that, then actually pick up that phone mm. and that, or actually you know ev- you know the torment of a no caller ID, the torment of a letter with yeah. a sort of envelope that you don't recognise and your whole, and that's how I lived that kind of careering from that must have been exhausting. exhausting yeah this you know absolutely and it's only now as I talk about it it's like oh yeah I'm not right now I'm not scared of a no caller no. ID it's a, it's a PPI thing or it's a <laughs> you know whatever it's some random sales call but for years and years and years I would almost be physically sick with the surge of adrenaline yeah. and then the room would kind of spin a bit and people I'd be in company and I'd sort of go I'd go what is it I was right so it's just the phone I'd go ashen yeah and you might think, oh God, get a grip. But it was just a very real way to yes. live. And obviously part of my nature as well as a kind of bit of a warrior. I'm now currently feeling pretty strong mentally and pretty, like I'm not living in this, I'm not feeling fearful right now about mm. my health because I just feel so fortunate and so instinctively feel, no, I think I'm okay right now. Yeah. And there's every reason right now to think that I'm going to be okay for a while. It feels like only... 10 years ago, people would be sort of like, she's got Oh, it's a totally mm. different world to be living in now. I mean, if Instagram and the, the way that we all share and communicate, 
or the way I've chosen to, to share my story was was an option or something I was part of 10 years ago, I, I think the way I would have coped would have been so much healthier. Yeah. Even though the support was there, the Macmillan leaflets through yeah. the door. Or the... But we were saying this uh, a few podcasts ago, weren't we, Louise? Mm. Um, that there is an element of, you just said before, but you're, 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 you're told by the medical staff, right? Good luck, off, off you, you go. go. There is an element of, yeah, things crossed. You, but you kind of have to do your own searching yeah. for, for a community, for answers, for stuff. But you, I didn't want to be part, that was my whole thing. I did not want to be part of any community. Mm. And it would be like, right, Emma, you know, you know, you know, I was under 40. It was like, there's a young, young women's, young women with cancer group. Mm. And I went, oh, that sounds like a oh, I never, like, I didn't, I didn't, so, but I didn't want to sit in a circle in a room no. with. I didn't want to. And because... also, that's a really, that's a really limited group yeah. of maybe a few women that you know. Whereas social media, Instagram, for example, yeah. you know, there will be people going through the same thing as you that you just like have got nothing else I in have, common with I and have... you don't want to talk to. Exactly. But then on social media, there will be so many other people, you know. To sort of pick and choose from the community. Keep, yeah, and you keep an eye on each other. There's like, I could list a dozen accounts, some with, you know, you know, it doesn't matter about the followers, the numbers, but you, we're all sort of just checking in on each yeah. other. And obviously certain accounts you kind of, everyone knows, you know, it, you know, if, we, if, if there's been a change. But I've got some lovely, there's a lovely lady in Scotland that I kind of, you know, we've chatted a little bit and, she shares her stuff and it's so intimate and it's so kind mm. of you just you just see each other's ebbs and flows mm. and it's it is priceless mm. I think yeah you know absolutely and, it, and I know it must be annoying because not everyone's on Instagram isn't the centre of the bloody world but for me it's just yeah. isn't it I think it, well, I think it might be actually. we've had a discussion in the car we think it's really weird when people decide to come off social media completely I, I sent you a message yesterday saying what's wrong with them what, who hurt them why are they know, why are they why doing that for me it's been no, I mean, positive. I mean, the, the, the reality is everybody, like, we, we are probably just sleepwalking, just constantly, you know, know uh, well, using this yeah. app. Yeah. But do you know what? Whatever you need at that particular time, isn't it? You know, and, yeah. you know, and yeah. as, as we were saying, it's sort of, it's a great source of information. Um, Support, and, information, community, hand-holding. And also, um, yeah. it's a different community of friends to your real life friends yes, because although exactly. you're real you've got your fabulous real life friends if they they may, maybe haven't been touched by cancer yeah so they're not going to get it in the same way as these absolutely other and do. they're not yeah. as wonderful as they are yeah. they're not on that day in day out journey with you yeah whether or not you know i might not touch on cancer for two weeks on social media but it's it's kind of there and i think with the, yeah we all compartmentalize as well and sometimes i have felt a bit like oh am i I hope I'm not shutting out my, you know, all these amazing relationships I've got now online, you know, amazing, mm. like genuine friendships, even though you might have only mm. met that person yeah. once or had a brief hug. Or, but it's so, there's a real depth there yeah. and an openness. And so sometimes, yeah, when you're with a, with a friend that you might have known for 20 or 30 years, you've almost got to bring them up. It's, you've got to bring, bring them up to speed with you want. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com weightloss weight loss. That's PlushCare.com weightloss weight loss. 
plushcare.com slash weight loss. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. I was just going to ask you about communication, because we were talking about yeah. that. I think that some of our listeners would really be interested to hear your take on sort of communicating about lots of things, but you know cancer and diagnosis with your children and specifically right, okay. your eldest is he 16 so he's 16 so jake was nearly seven when i was diagnosed and it was so again very different conversation each time yeah babies were six months old so irrelevant yeah so jake it was a very specific planned kind of what do i do there was a book i remember writing a chapter about this in the book and there's a book called mummy's lump well mummy's got a lump and probably now there's so many more ways age but appropriate 10 years ago it was like right mom this is the book that everyone and I got the book out and on the kitchen counter and he didn't even look at it what you know, he just, he, 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 he was just, it was an incredible age. I think age six, seven, it's, he, he was just still kind of, oh, okay, mummy. I said, mummy's got a lump, mummy's got a lump. You probably noticed all these people coming in and out of the flat, you know, there been so many people around and mummy's been a bit distracted. I've got a nasty lump, um, but the doctors are going to give me some really strong medicine that's going to make it go away but I'm going to look a little bit silly for a while because my hair's going to fall out. And that's, I, that is what I said. And he just, okay, mum, what's for dinner? What what's for dinner? Yeah. Were you still in your relationship at that point? I'd, he'd, we'd just, we'd, he'd, we'd separated like literally a couple of weeks before. Okay. Um, but then that, that fallout lasted for mm. a lot longer. But yeah, officially I was kind of just on my own, which is, if I'm honest, which is why I finally went to the doctor because while that was all breaking down, I knew that there were changes in my, I was not in a mental state to cope with everything. That was, mm. so, yeah. uh, you know, he, it finally, the day came when he, he, he left. And then I think I sort of almost rang the doctor that it was like, right, I've got, it I've was got like, right, okay, I can, I can deal with this now. Um, and then second time round with Jake, um, and I knew I wasn't going to lose my hair. I lost some of it, thinned, but it, it wasn't. And the babies, so babies, they were five. So they 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 knew, but it, it was like mummy's having treat. It's always been that kind of mummy's having treatment. Mm -hmm. And with Jake, he yeah, he was twelve. He just started secondary school. It was a hard age, you know. Mm -hmm. um, Did he sort of remember at the age of twelve the conversation around the kitchen table with? I the don't think book he does remember that. No, not at all. I don't think he remembers that. And I think he. It's all he's ever known, really, yeah, because I mean, we had yeah. an art, we had an argument once. I think about a year or two ago, and maybe more, maybe last year when I was going through, you know, everything again. And I think I might have said, you know, I think occasionally as a mum, you pull out the big guns when you're having a really bad day, oh, for don't sure, you? And you're like, yeah. oh, you know, I've got, I've got cancer, you know, Jake. You know, it's like, <laughs> yeah, fair enough, bitch. actually, Emma. Yeah. And he was like, <laughs> honestly, and I think I was driving him somewhere, and he was like sitting him, and he went. Well, sorry, mum, but you know, it's all I've ever known. Like, you know, and it's <laughs> like, 
kind of yeah it's been something in and it's in his so in a way but the good, again the how side, wonderful that you can have that yeah. with each other where you know but the plus side of that is that it is his normal as well mm. and with so I don't feel I'll never forget the devastating day you know a year ago when I was told I got the phone call here and they were like yeah we think it's in your lung and in your other breast and my called my David's at work he was on his way home I called my dad and his partner they live around the corner and they just they came straight round so it was the middle of the afternoon my dad my lovely dad was crying oh, oh Emma <laughs> yeah oh let it out right. no, <laughs> and Dave was on his way home he walked in sort of 10 minutes later and I was kind of in sh- you know not really in shock because I knew but it was and then Jake walked in unexpectedly early from school like an hour early and he he, he just got such a shock and I said oh it's it's all, it's all right darling but you know not well again mm. and he just went why you know he just went why oh sorry oh, we no, don't apologize because it's like he's he's not you know he's 16 now he, yeah. you know he was 15 he's not you're not communicative you're not mm. you know, you're he's quite, he's quite, yeah, monosyllabic yeah. he's quite insular and you know withdrawn in that way and 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 I, I can tell the lovely story that I did share mm. it was an incredible moment I took it was so I left dad and Ro and Dave here and I said right Jake come on we're going to go for a walk mm. and I never do you know, I never have time he doesn't want no. to do things he doesn't me. want to do it probably do anything well. and we yeah. took Lola to the to the walked across the mm. common to the cafe which is five minutes away and he, he had his head bowed and I was kind of veering between kind of a little bit of t- tears and then it's going to be fine Jake you know they, I'm, I'm in such good hands trying to be strong for trying, him but you know and then my voice would crack and he was like oh mum oh mum Oh, mum, you know, that was the kind of as much of it. And we got a hot chocolate and then five minutes later, should we walk back now? Okay, let's walk back. Walk back along to the path. And um, and he said, we got to the path. He went, mum, you've just got to live like it's not there. Wow. And it was just like, I kind of almost felt winded. It was yeah. like the universe. It was like yeah. God, A bolt of wisdom it from us. Like the most profound it was like the gift as the what the sentence I needed to hear mm. that I have I try to that is kind of my subtitle yes. <laughs> in a way if there was a strap yes, line yes. on uh, yeah. I want to you know and that that shaped the year so thank you my darling Jake you'll never listen to this um because <laughs> you'd be mortified but that he doesn't know he doesn't know, know what a gift yeah. that sentence was to me no. you've just got to live like it's not there mm. I mean it's like mm. yeah Thank you. The, yeah. the wisdom of the fifteen-year-old. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Um, that was an incredible. But then like the, a, the, the rest of the time, I suppose you you just you you're just that, living with it. You yeah. just live with it. You're not talking about it constantly. No, 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 no. Of course no. not. But as far as and, home life and normal. And when it comes and, to a fifteen-year-old, so you know, my um, youngest is almost fifteen, and doesn't you know as much as I try and think oh must engage him in some meaningful conversation you know he, he doesn't want it you know and or he'll come and chat at the most at a time when I'm not expecting it or yeah but I'll say oh yeah let's uh, sit down and um have a cup of tea together and you oh, know it's and mortifying it's just, they don't want this oh god oh sod it no go on off no, you go you yeah, can do yeah. your thing and I'll neither of us want to do Instagram. this <laughs> but again, it's but again a few I'm such a nightmare so I remember a couple of nights I have been really you know my energy levels haven't been great in the last few weeks and been have been very 
mood-wise all over the place mm. and evenings are very, very difficult in the house with yeah. the, trip, the big time and everything. And there was a night, a few, ni- a few nights ago, because I just communicate with him through his locked bedroom door, <laughs> you know, and it's like, Jake, Jake, and what? And I'm like, you know, and it'd be so nice to just see him face to face. But there was... <laughs> I had a tantrum a few nights ago and I was like, just, just see you in a few years, Jake. I'll just, I'll just talk to you in, you know, in a few years. We'll try again then. And he was like, what mom? You know what? <laughs> yeah. But it's like my baby. So I last know. night he actually, we went to a parent's review at the school and then I, I said, come on, come on, Jake, let's go for some food. And he was like, what? Not takeaway. Cause obviously in his, his ideal would be to pick up the takeaway and go home and then yeah. he could. In so, his no, bedroom. No, we're, yeah, we're going to sit <laughs> But down just the two of you went, such didn't a nice you? Night. We had such yeah. a nice 50 minutes yeah. in the pizza place. And like, honestly, it was such a. <laughs> yes. Lovely and so, moment. and actually, maybe just certainly with teenagers snatching oh my God, those, moments those moments and not trying to turn it into a big epic. Yes, because that's How what I'm guilty you? of. Yeah. Like, but we're gonna sit down and yeah. we're gonna, we're gonna talk about and how you're we, feeling, and you know, and just have moments of and and that's fine I know but it comes down to again being a mum and feeling like oh I should be sitting down having I do this yeah I do this thing where like on the rare occasions when his bedroom door isn't locked I might sort of notice a little gap I think it's open I'll sort of walk in and I'll just stand in I'll just go hi Jake hi oh how are you yeah and I'm fine and I'll just sort of stand in the middle of his bedroom and it'll be so painful and I'll back away really <laughs> yes. Like, yes I know I'm the same like, okay see you <laughs> um and, but what's been lovely as well going on for the tangent is that I've more and more because there's empathy there's a sensitivity that's starting to kick in because there's an age where they just you know mm. there's no kind of there's a naturally selfish yeah thing that, yeah. that children go through but recently a few few times recently, I've, he's been really protective of me when he doesn't know mm. I'm, you know, the, the the little ones would be quite rude. There's quite a lot of verbal <laughs> kind of, you know, <laughs> abuse that goes on. <laughs> and he'll say, I don't want to hear you talk about, to talk to mum like that, no. Theo. And it's oh, like, that's lovely. oh God, yeah. okay, I'm not that off track. Mm. No, he's no, good, you you're, know. you're not off track. Anyway, sure parenting chat, parenting yeah. chat. I wanted to just go back to... Um, the social media thing. And so for anyone listening yeah. who maybe um, doesn't know where to look online or on Instagram um, and, and looking for a community and for support yeah. um, who might be a, you know, a, um, a cancer patient, um, apart from obviously your own Instagram yeah. feed, who else would be great for them to follow who do you follow I, that you would recommend I would always and I'm going to make notes now because I'll yeah, add it to the of show course. notes my, and I might remember more after I'll probably mm. kick myself thinking oh no, well forgot. you can email me if you yeah, think yeah exactly this. but I think for me it would always be like whether it's cancer you know lean towards the accounts that make you feel good yes. so and I'm very aware of that with my certainly on the, on the cancer front so you've got amazing Debs you've got Bal Babe who kind of is the absolute ultimate example of living your best life yeah with with a prognosis that on paper might not be ideal so deb's you know lauren gulver uh uh versus cancer laura that mum with cancer who's got a very again very honest very real telling it like it is approach right um two fantastic girls nick uh nikki and laura who recently um founded secondary sisters so that's a specific account for you know, sec- those with a secondary right. breast, breast cancer. I well, maybe it isn't just breast cancer, but yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, secondary cancer. Um, no, you know, they're in their early thirties. They're now they can't unfortunately have children as a result of their treatment, and that's a whole other, you know, Gosh, that's yeah. a whole conversation. It's a whole other podcast, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, you know. Um, 
So they're fantastic and they're And these are all on Instagram. All on Instagram. And um, what about online support? I'm not a great one because I'm not a go- you know, I've always chosen not to Google. Right. I think can you know, I think Cancer Research UK is like so you do can- stuff with Cancer amazing. Research UK, don't yeah, you? And I think yeah. their website I would always say, you know, don't get lost online with internet and random middle of the night scrolling yeah. and, and kind of asking those horrible questions and for, I'm not a great one for forums. No. But um CRUK, I think because you just know that the words you're reading are uh, is evidence based, evidence factual, yes. and written yeah. by experts. Yeah. But also in a very, I was talking about this the other day in a very um, neutral kind of way. So you know, they're are they careful about their language? Yeah, how isn't that again that inflammatory, dramatic kind of? Yeah, it's a gen- yeah. there's a gentleness about. I, yeah, I, that's right. my way of looking. Tone at Tone is really important tone, with this. Yeah. The tone, I feel. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not. I can. I can step onto there or you know find myself on their website without. And breathe at the yeah, same yeah, time. Yeah. I'm like, okay. oh God, what am I going to read here? The other thing I wanted to ask you is, what has 2020 got in store for you and Dave and your family? Have you got any projects or plans My, that you can share with us? I think we both feel really optimistic about this year. And in, in a way, and it's the new decade and it's kind of the anniversary. Yeah. You know, the year began last year with bad bad things and it's it's beginning this year in, in a good and much, much better place. So I feel, A staying healthy you know mm. that is of the goes without saying the ultimate i just think you know i don't know what's going to happen but god just let me have you know let me have this year with no dramas you know a yeah. drama free year i feel you I'm, deserve it i Emma. deserve I a mean... bloody drama free year <laughs> yeah. um i'm doing the london marathon oh wow and where can we are you being can we yes I, you I, haven't, I haven't sort of put any of that out there yet mm. i'm actually um running for an amazing amazing charity called Homestart and I'm run, oh, running I know. Homestart yes. Wandsworth yeah. who helped me incredibly when I was pre pre illness you know and I was a single mom of of the triplets and Jake you know in in a in dire need and very very scared They're, and overwhelmed send people in to help with so what they things. it's an amazing organization yeah. where they volunteer run by you know volunteers will be assigned a volunteer will be assigned to a family who are going through a difficult time and that volunteer will give a couple of hours a week go in and either sit and have a chat maybe feed a help like in my case it was like feed a baby yeah. you know put a wash on yeah put a wash on yeah. or kind of any of those would you, would you help me something. do some practical things you know yeah and they're just there it's just it was amazing so I'm very very um and the amazing lady Sue who was the head of the man the manager of Homestuck Ones, but she passed away from cancer a couple of years ago. So I'm kind of, and she was an incredible support to me. So I'm kind of doing it in, as a thank you oh, to that, Sue as well. Yeah. Um, so lots of marathon training, which seems a bit mad after everything I've been through, but in a very gentle way. Dave and I are hoping to do an event together to kind mm-hmm. of open up the conversation of, you know, maybe of, of overcoming, yeah. getting through your rock bottom, overcoming um, the really dark times, and the impact that would be an amazing the impact we're actually also working on a book that we hope will become a real thing of um you know what issues like cancer or addiction the impact it has on the partner so kind of a partner's perspective of Mm. you know when you go through those really really yeah difficult times so we've got lots of ideas together fabulous and then for me i just you know want to keep on writing Mm. speaking raising awareness and um Living the bloody best life I yeah, can, really. Yeah. Amen to that. Yeah. Oh, it's been lovely you. to sit and chat. To Great. You. Thank to you chat so to much, you. Emma. And all the links for Emma and Dave um, and other, you know, all the online sources of information, support, and stuff that we've talked about will be in the show notes with the with the episode. So thank you. Thank Bye. you so much. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye bye.
Made by darkhorsedigital.co.uk. Shooting, live streaming and podcast production. Hello, this is Rich Wilson, host of the podcast Insane in the Membrane, where we talk to funny and interesting people about men's mental health. People like James Acaster. Because we won't talk about emotions because we think that's bad. We won't talk about feelings and that's bad. So they've, they've had to rebrand it and go, <laughs> it's mental health. Go, oh, oh, talk, oh, yeah. Gosh, yeah. Mental. Our, our brains are so, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty clever. Uh, like, like, okay, I'll get, I'll get into my mental health. Yeah, that's it. I like puzzles. <laughs> and Rob Beckett. I've never even done a school play. <laughs> I did some open mic gigs. Uh, Did the Edinburgh Fringe, got on, somehow got on the telly. And I'm on the other side of the world in the jungle doing nights. <laughs> following Ant and Beck. And David Baddiel. The mum comes up to me and says, I'm starting this charity and it's for men and mental health in men and would you like to be the patron of it? And my first thought was, all oh, right, so I come to this place every day. If I say no, she's going to be looking oh, yeah. at me every day like, you <laughs> cunt, you uncaring, <laughs> pretending to be interested in mental health. Search Insane in the Membrane from wherever you get your podcasts. Brand new episodes every Thursday at 6pm. Step onto the legendary clay courts of Roland Garros, where the world's best players battle it out at the French Open for a chance to win a Grand Slam title. Tennis Channel Plus is your place to watch. Stream every court from your phone or smart TV live in HD. See the action unfold as legends fight for glory and new rivalries emerge. Daily live coverage begins Monday, May 20th, with match replays on demand so you never miss a moment. From the first serve to the final point, Roland Garros promises unforgettable moments and new chapters in tennis history. Stream now with Tennis Channel Plus to be there when it happens. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.